I'm Elise, and this is Boston Bachelor Besties. Boston Bachelor Besties. Welcome back to the show, to Boston Bachelor Besties. I'm Robert, and I'm here with Bevan. Hi! Chris. What's up? And Elise. Oh, hey! And, hey, go um, hey, I felt so much pressure to, like, have a good, in- hey. <laughs> first and sort of like, oh, man, I went first. <laughs> I try to mix it up, you know, um, and we're, we're joined almost, uh, almost to me virtually by um, uh, Pilot Pete, who oh, we saw yeah. a video message from just mere moments ago, wishing Elise a happy birthday, saying he sends his love and blue love. Yeah, you now have uh, three so more witnesses so proving blushing. It. Yeah, and we also it, it was real, hundred percent real. Pete, Pete loves Elise. <laughs> I mean, that's the only way we can say it. It's true. It's She's true. Now just a quick train ride down or town bus for twenty dollars a ticket. <laughs> Um, it's very safe, and we'll head Pilot Pete and go down and visit Elise. Just fly up to me, Pilot Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Catch me, Pilot Pete. I'm coming in. I'm coming in for landing into New York. I'll move. Yeah. <laughs> Willing to relocate. <laughs> Willing to relocate. <laughs> Pilot Pete. Yes, he loved me. <laughs> I just wish I could have so heard cool. the initial scream when you opened that video for the first time at least like the decibel level (laughs) it was amazing I was like there was no one around and I was like I was like but I couldn't like screen share at the same time because I was like so like locked into the video so I was like what do I do what do I do I was like so so excited and it was like super long and I was like oh my gosh he loves me (laughs) it was amazing Shout out to my friend Crystal. <laughs> hey, well done, Crystal. Best, best day, best gift ever. It was so great. Oh man, my little heart. I just wa- watch it all the time now. <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, this is the the final episode, so um, we have a mere three hours of television to get through. Um, and <laughs> guess what, y'all? We're not gonna. We're not gonna. We're not gonna stop a lot because we gotta. <laughs> oh yeah, Chris is already looking. <laughs> just now realized it's three hours. <laughs> Bevan didn't tell him. I didn't him. mention that to him. <laughs> I just All provided right. macarons and Prosecco and hopes that we would get on through it. Together. And roses. Bevan decorated oh, yeah. so lovely and appropriately for the finale. I'm so impressed. Yep. Well, we're going to, yeah, we're going to power through. Um, there, there's going to be more commercials since it's, you know, three hours. So we actually might be able to make up some lost time and we're not going to stop as much, but Anyway, I mean, before we get started, it's just uh, two ladies left, right? Michelle and Rachel. And um, so I think we said at the end, I think me and Elise had sort of flipped, or I don't know, well, you had 
um, like Serena, I think as your top, but I, I had Michelle as my top originally. And I think you and me at least flipped, wait, is that right? You and me flipped to saying Rachel was going to win. I think at the end of last episode, oh, we uh, did that. It was two of us were for Rachel. Two of us were for Michelle. I know I was Rachel. Oh yeah, I was Rachel. Yeah, okay. Correct. And then yeah, I, Devin quadrant. and Chris stuck <laughs> no. with Michelle. Yeah, yeah. with yep. the front runner. Uh, front runner okay. is according to all the brackets that people sit in. Which, hey guys, <laughs> listen for that because I've already done the initial calculation, and once we know the final winner then uh the of the bachelor then i'll be able to announce the winner of our own pool and if you're a listener and not one of the besties you'll get money and i can spend (laughs) on my amazon wish list put those you know louboutin shoes on the wish list and (laughs) we'll click that button what it it would pay for like a speckle of leather on that little <laughs> just a red sole just a paint just like yeah. part of it just like a little sliver One yeah. stroke. Just a toe. <laughs> all right well before we start any yeah last second things to say as far as what you're looking forward to what you think is going to happen we already said who we think is going to win but um yeah any final thoughts before we jump in no i don't have any do you think it'll be I- dramatic yeah. That's what my shirt says. Most dramatic season ever. Yay. Also from Crystal. She knows me. I'm all themed out tonight. I'm ready, ready for the finale. <laughs> oh, and, and my marriage to Pilot Pete. So you know. Oh right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Marriage that really escalated. <laughs> yeah. um. We escalated quickly. Yes. <laughs> I should also say. Um, after reading the description on the last episode, uh, after Bevan read that description, I sufficiently <laughs> guilted her into sending me the ladies' night recording. So I will release that as a bonus episode after this. So even after The Bachelor is over, you have something to listen to of your favorite Boston Bachelor besties. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, should we jump in? Should we do this? Yeah, thing? let's do. Let's this get thing. the party started. Bring on the drama. Let's do it. Yeah. And we're back. We just watched um, a whole heck of a lot, to be honest. Um, we watched uh, Michelle. Robert wouldn't let us stop. He just kept I going. I said, and Elise were like, I have to go to the bathroom. Can we pull over? I said, no, we're getting okay. to Tampa we're- by 3 p.m. Or no we're one's going to We're barreling through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah so we saw michelle and rachel come over meet uh his mom patty and john and uh his his mom matt's mom and brother and then uh we also saw the the debrief with the family and then we saw him talk to chris so uh chris harrison so yeah what do y'all think not our chris <laughs> right not our chris matt james you know he has in the past called up our chris but not this time I was going to say, our Chris would have given him great advice. <laughs> Mary Michelle. That's what Chris would have said. <laughs> Choose Michelle. It would hold my bracket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Poor little Patty. She was... So she cried with both of them a lot. Very <laughs> sweetly and genuinely, you know. Yeah. And Bevan and I said that John, his brother, had the hard-hitting questions. He yeah. was also so sweet. But <laughs> I know. He came super prepared. He was like, not, yes. no holds barred, just like, 
get in there. I'm asking these questions. <laughs> and I like that he kind of asked the same questions to both of them. It wasn't, sometimes I feel like it's more like edit, maybe it's edited to the person. And he was just like, I want to know about your relationships. I want to know about the vibe. Like, let's just, let's just get in, get, let me get the information and we'll get on out of here. <laughs> the first thought that I came to it. mind yeah. um, <laughs> when, when watching that was that, uh, it, I felt like it was a PhD dissertation defense happening. Uh, and it was just like, I mean, he was like so deadpan and hard hitting and it was like a prepared list of questions basically. Uh, but it was great. You know, I mean, he asked the, the questions you, you would want to ask, um, you know, like, have you been in love? What was your last long-term relationship? Are you ready? Can you see yourself, you know, uh, getting engaged and all that stuff? Um, yeah. Your mic got loud there. What? Really? Yeah. It went. Is it back? Is it, <laughs> is it back like to normal now? Up. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it was like coming at, at us. Like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> it's like barreling through. <laughs> Robert's like, let's get the show on the road. <laughs> it's finale day! <laughs> um, I, would, I will point out there... Um, well, aside from the fact that there was snow on the ground and Michelle made an adorable little thing where she was like, oh, I, I forgot something. And then she went and got a little snowball and threw it at Matt. Oh, and I was like, that was oh, so cute. Michelle, so darn cute. But I will say they did show that Matt um, wrote down so I wouldn't forget. But he said that um, he was like excited to introduce Rachel to his fan, the one that because he's I said I'm, he said the one I'm falling in love with. Oh. Ooh! Wow! No one else caught that. No, it was like know, very. Yeah, he no, said it a couple times either. now. The one that he's oh. falling in love with, Rachel is. Yeah, he's like, or I'm excited to like show you know who I'm falling in love with to the family. Wow. Yeah. I Let's remember to Michelle. I have a bit of a theory. I think that he's. I mean, I think everyone looks at this show and realizes that Michelle is the clear winner. And I mean, really, there's no doubt, but you and when you say that, you mean the better choice, the better choice. The better him. choice, right. Yeah. But then I feel like looking at this, he's super unsure, right? I mean, obviously you think he's sure, but he's not sure himself. So I think he's putting himself uh, with the person that's just as unsure as his, he is, you know, or you know, maybe he thinks that Michelle is just too uh, too too good for him that or something. Because I don't know. It seems like I I, I don't understand why the show just isn't over right now. <laughs> Michelle, Michelle, Chris, so, Chris, but, you can be you can just be too reasonable sometimes. You haven't watched The Bachelor enough to realize how these things go. You're you're too reasonable. You you know. <laughs> like just end it now just end it now like, it's, not, it's the show it's the show well during during the interview rachel was saying like um she was saying um that like she was saying all this stuff that as a 40 year old guy like is such, such a red flag and i'm sure the mom was thinking the same exact mm -hmm. thing saying stuff like oh he gives meaning to my life or you know his love give gives meaning to my life and i'm like you know whoever you know you don't you're not with someone so that gives meaning to your life you know you need to find your own meaning you know and it's just 
seems to be that she's, you know, she has all these young youngisms, you know, that she was saying that I, I, I personally, and then Michelle just hit it out of the park. She was so mature. Yeah. And so like in touch with what she was, you know, what she wanted and everything. So I, I don't know. Michelle does feel a lot more grown up to me of the two, yeah. I, I will say. Well, how old is Michelle? Yeah. Rachel's 24, right? She's 27. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's okay, 27. so like a three-year difference. Yeah, for yeah. me... Matt's 28 um, or 29. 29, I think. Oh, wait, no, maybe it's 28. No, I can't remember. I think he had a birthday. Oh. Yeah, so... You would know, Elise. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love him. I just follow him. What he's doing? Who he's hanging out with? <laughs> I felt like <laughs> I felt like um, Michelle's visit was like what kind of what Chris said. Uh, you know, knocking it out of the park. Like, I mean, she had the mom crying so fast, <laughs> and um, I think the brother liked her. Everything was really strong there. Rachel's, and once again, this is probably I'm, this is partly due to editing for sure. But Rachel's felt so flat and canned at first. And her yeah. answers sound very canned, like what you were very just talking general. about. Yeah. Generalized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, just like, not even, it wasn't even cliches. It was just because I couldn't even remember what she said. It was just kind of like general things. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, I just like this. And you're like, what? But then, then <laughs> she turned it up with the God. religion. The God stuff, yeah. That's what got the mom crying. Yeah. And, that's, and also brought out. That's what Rachel pulled the God card. Yeah, she yep, did. She did. And, and I will say, I think it brought out a very a genuineness. You know, like, I don't think it was just playing a card. Like, you could tell, I, I guess, near the end of that time, that segment where she was there, I started to just realize how much Rachel might be someone that, um, is harder to read and it takes more to get that genuineness out of her. Not that she's not genuine, but she's just, I think she's harder to read. Like Michelle, I think is the opposite. I think Michelle is probably very easy to read in a sense. And with the God stuff, it felt like we're seeing more racial. And um, so maybe she's a harder nut to crack. And the, the last thing I'll say is, the way like he was kissing her in the snow, like I think he's just really into Rachel, you know, yeah. just, like he's just into, you know, he's just yeah. very attracted to her. I think she probably has some of that, that I think her being harder to read makes her a little more mysterious, which is obviously very attractive, at least at first with someone. They're both hard to read. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> yeah, exactly. Both confused, confusing people. So, you know, yeah. Well, it was interesting though. I'm thinking about like you're saying she's hard to read, but it's it, he said on the um like the opening piece about Rachel when he was describing the girls before they like kind of started with meeting the parents that Michelle was I don't even remember what he said. It wasn't really uh, memorable to me what he said about Michelle. Um, but then when he said to Rachel was she's very deep she opens me up she's been showing me how to show my emotions how to love and all of this kind of stuff Mm. so that's very interesting that we're saying that she's hard to read when he obviously with those statements has a very strong relationship with her and they're having sort of deep conversations so and i wonder with you know the god card you know saying that lightly um but i'm wondering if 
they're not connecting spiritually also. And that's maybe not what he has with Michelle. And so maybe that's Mm -hmm. the piece of it that we're missing, right? Like, I think we said that about somebody else. Maybe that was last season or something. Yeah, we said that about someone else. With Taisha, how she sent that one guy home who we really liked, but they didn't connect spiritually. Um, Oh, yeah. But he was an atheist. Ivan. Stop it. So I'm what I wonder like if there isn't a deep connection and she's just kind of like quiet about it and not so upfront. And that's also how they connect because he's quiet too. So I don't know. Yeah, a hundred percent. And to yeah, I think that was really well said actually. But I think you like you're right, we haven't gotten much about her aside from that that one thing where it was like oh that really it did seem like that really touched her when he prayed over them and it was like oh that's like a piece like a little piece of the puzzle it's like oh we finally got something with substance like that we can remember or like some insight into her and their relationship like I feel like we haven't gotten a lot of that with really maybe because there's like 38 girls but we haven't got a lot of that with a lot of them Michelle we can kind of relate to because she gives us a lot more and she seems to be like understanding and had and shares things whereas like I don't know that was like a piece of Rachel that I was like oh all right I got something here (laughs) but yeah and he just he just really smiles and likes to kiss her so and he looked at her like he did Serena P so you know which yeah I mean it seemed like Serena P might have even been his front runner until she right took herself out so you know. and i tell myself yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and then okay we had the chat with uh chris harrison and all of a sudden matt james is like doubting if he's even ready for this sort of thing um when um chris was like so you know how do you see this going do you do you think you you wouldn't even want to get engaged to either of them or something i like to picture that out of our view was like the contract for the show on the coffee table or something (laughs) like what are you gonna do matt (laughs) it's like like on um it reminds you know snl when justin timberlake and jimmy fallon did where he did that like break it on down Oh yeah. Like, oh yes. He's like dancing over in a contract. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Bring it all now. Bring it all now. I know. I love Sorry. it when JT Sorry, is on SNL. <laughs> yeah, me too. JT's the best. <laughs> uh, yeah. Any thoughts on that no. aspect, though? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, keeping it light on the finale. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I think, I mean, it was, he definitely, uh, I just feel so bad. Like, I feel like from our last thing, I wish he had like a therapist on call line, which I think they're supposed to have one on the show. Um, But I just, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of emotions and things that he's been like put through the ringer on. And um, he, with his dad talk and then there's like 38 women and it's all new to him this whole show thing and he just seems very genuine and uh like likes to listen and care for people he's very empathetic it seems like but um yeah it was just like the one thing his mom said um to cause him to kind of like overthink so I feel like it's very stressful too he has a lot 
of you know he's trying to juggle a lot of things that are new and and then it's like this big thing where he already said it's like he struggles with like being vulnerable and now it's like he's got to make a decision and like is he ready so so and he trusts his mom so yeah yeah chris i was i was just so weirded out how he was such on you know what's the word like shaky ground like so he had these two interactions with the two different women with his family and then he came back into the room to sit down and they get their opinion and the family is doing most of the talking and we hear the mom's opinion and then all of a sudden he doesn't stand up for his for his thoughts he doesn't he doesn't defend why she's wrong in his eyes you know it's like all of a sudden she said something and maybe it was the editing but all of a sudden she said something and he's, he's totally done a 180. Like, why isn't he, you know, why isn't he uh, fighting for his women for, for what he thinks or, or, you know, I just felt like it just kind of says a lot about who he is and how, yeah, Chris Willis, Chris Harrison, Harrison <laughs> is right. You know, where it's like Chris Willis. Yeah, Chris Chris Harrison is right. We're gonna be forgetting his name soon anyway for other reasons. So no. anyway. Just Chris Willis. Oh my god, if Bruce Willis came on that. He would be an amazing host. That would oh be awesome. Gun, machine gun coming in. You get a rose shoot not roses. <laughs> Get out of here. Shooting up roses. <laughs> Shooting up roses. Oh, God. <laughs> now we're going to chase. Prosecco. But, I mean, did, did anyone else think that? Why? I mean, he was so quiet. Why did all of a sudden he was, he turned, he just did a 180. Why wasn't yeah. he, uh, why wasn't he, he telling her, no, mom, you're wrong. I've had this with her. I've had that with her. I've had all this stuff. Because maybe the mom knows that he's not ready. Like maybe she, oh. she's like, maybe he said something that we got edited, and it was like, I'm not ready to propose. I don't yeah, know. I didn't feel like a 180. I felt more of like an energy shift, where it's like, yeah. like come yeah. to a halt, where it was like everything stopped, where it was like he like got overwhelmed, and it was like oh shoot, I'm making the right decision. Like he said. Yeah. So I feel like it wasn't a 180. It was like more of a, a halting moment. And like, um, and so I think, I, I think he really like respects what his mom says. And like you said, maybe we didn't see the whole conversation, but I think it, it caused him like, cause his mom said like, you know, love isn't the end all be all people fall in and out of love. And then of course that's going to bring up like childhood, like feelings of his dad leaving them and, you know, not having that stable home life. And it was interesting. She said he chooses like friends that have those stable home lives, which is like super sweet and, and lovely that he like gravitates and wants towards that and wants that. But I think that just like that brought up those feelings and you're like in this like situation where it's like all this pressure and like cameras and it's like, unique so I feel like that just kind of like shut him down and he was like overthinking because he like genuinely like wants to make a good decision and um yeah I agree so. with you and not for nothing like two days prior he just had his dad on like if you right the timeline like his dad was just there he just yeah. relived that trauma yeah. in his life 
Yeah. So like his mom saying, are you ready? This happened. Like, yep. yeah, just little seeds just of doubt up in his face face yeah yeah Yeah. it's little seeds of doubt and if you like you know he's like really wanting to make the right decision like I get that like pressure and like all these thoughts come into your head and you don't have your friends like Tyler Cameron to come talk to you and like you really want Tyler Cameron to come back back. I mean I mean for for her for crying out loud yeah, don't don't listen, Pilot Pete. I, <laughs> I multiple reasons. I love Tyler Cameron, but also they're just such good friends, and they just like he like I feel like they just like he was so happy when Tyler Cameron was on that one episode. Yeah. Like we got so much more of Matt, and yeah. you know he's more comfortable. So yeah, I just if he had that support to talk it out with, now he's just stuck with his thoughts. I feel like we had one episode where it was like, you're just with your thoughts. Oh, like all the ladies, like that's like a, that can be, that can be a tough place to be sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, To to sound off on what you just said, Chris, um, I guess like I can kind of understand it happening to Matt because um, I'm much better now, but I used to be almost incapable of making really hard decisions. Like I, I, I'm already like a, I'm like this, you know, analytical engineer type and I want to solve every system, but big life decisions don't work that way. You know, you can't solve the equation. And so like in college, uh, late college, I had to really deal with that with making big decisions about jobs and stuff like that. And I like almost went insane trying to make certain (laughs) decisions, but same. Wow. Well, we'll talk later. Uh, share tips, <laughs> yeah. what we've learned. Yeah. Therapy, you know. Um, yeah. But we can share with our, our listeners. That's true. That'll have to be a bonus episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, but my point is like, um, when you are vulnerable over a certain decision, even when you've like, like you, you try to create like a, a, a self-talk that, you know, gets you in the right mindset and encourages you and that can like really sustain you. And it's like, yeah, this is good. I can meet a, a woman this way and get married. But then when you have a key person in your life, like throw doubt in that, it's like, whoa. And all of a sudden you're like swirling in, in your head and um, you have to like reintegrate that and it can take time that just speaking from my own experience because it's like especially if he wasn't expecting that I don't know what he was expecting but like it really catches you off guard if you think oh everyone's gonna be on board with this and then when like she and I mean his brother seemed pretty unsure too are both like hey you might are you sure about this it's like oh crap I was but now I'm not you know so I don't know that that's how I saw it yeah same a yeah. little doubt and worry and then it just kind of like he has like oh I have other factors to take into consideration and it wasn't getting that validation of like yeah this is okay or like whatever then it like whoop, throws it off yeah well another thing that was weird about him is that he kept going on about how he didn't want to be like his dad and that seems to be one of the driving forces behind why he's so anxious about this decision it's because maybe he thinks he is like his dad or already, or he thinks he doesn't want to make the same mistakes his dad made. But I mean, the thing is, I mean, I thought about that myself. I mean, my, I don't have a, I didn't have a good relationship with my dad. My dad was not the nicest person in the world, but, but the thing is, is that my dad didn't have my childhood and I'm nothing like my dad, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I think that's what makes me different from my dad. 
you know, so I have confidence that I'm not going to be like my dad. And I feel like he probably would have the same thoughts, you know, because he doesn't seem like he's living the same life that his dad lived. And he, uh, you know, and he's, he's aware of all that stuff right now, which is more than half the battle, just being aware, you know? So I don't, I don't, I, he's, it just seems like to me that he's just so damn scared that he's being paralyzed by it, you know, and it's yeah. a shame, it's a shame to, to watch it, <laughs> mm. you know, because the fact that he might throw away someone like, you know, right, right, yeah, <laughs> because he's just so no scared. bias. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we yeah, need like Chris. I agree, Chris. We need our Chris to give him some advice on. There. I know. <laughs> Take out Chris Willis. <laughs> I know, Chris Willis. This is, this is it. <laughs> it's gonna be okay, Matt. We got yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, that's tough, man. I feel bad. Yeah, because it's just like he hasn't gone through this process before, and he already went into it kind of like, uh, you know, like excited, but also like he's never been this vulnerable, so just uh i feel like it's all new to him yeah because he's, he's basically never uh introduced someone to his family you know um and he uh from all appearances and i think what he said too he's never had a conversation like that with his dad so like a lot of fresh vulnerable <laughs> stuff is happening all at once which is we're saying yeah, yeah. Ducking and dodging and and diving. For, <laughs> if you can dodge a wrench you can dodge a ball. Uh, <laughs> that's what it made me think of. Um, yeah, but uh, I mean, if the previews are indi- any indication, we're about to see some tears flow soon for him. So yeah, it's, right. it's about to come. So the first dates. <laughs> yeah, we're about to go to the dates. So should we do it? Let's do it. Yeah. Yay. All right. Yeah. All right. Wow. Um, we just saw the end of michelle the the no, date we, we, and then we, her date we gotta start with her date yeah yeah i was just saying where we left off um <laughs> yeah Elise, thoughts go go for it her well we'll start with the happy like the start of it the date they went on a little date and they repelled they always do a repelling date that's a guaranteed date like have you ever done it on a building before i thought that was actually yes. really yes, cool they did it okay. in Charlotte. yeah they, I, I, oh nice <laughs> it was off a hotel right or some museum skyscraper oh museum mm, yeah i love that because that feels very like james bond to do it like on a building like that um very mission impossible um because i didn't think of like doing it off like a cliff edge or something like that but that uh that would actually be a lot of fun going down like a, a massive building with big glass windows and stuff yeah yeah because they yeah they, it was like that but the this one i wonder how they got nema colon i just don't know how to say it i should like look that up but nema colon no idea. i wonder how they like nema colon i wonder how they got them to like they must have paid them a lot to be able to be like hey can we like repel off your hotel? i know i was thinking that too <laughs> there's gonna be They're foot like, marks no. on some of your columns from now on <laughs> <laughs> like the whole wall is that cool <laughs> we like also, out this whole hotel <laughs> matt james was terrible at repelling like terrible. he kept like falling back and kind of losing his grip <laughs> yeah he was he was not good yeah 
he was like coaching Michelle and I was like Matt like you get, you get know what you're doing. yeah I was like get your feet lower than your head yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah he, he was up in his head <laughs> and then they went down to a couch with a fire pit that was surrounded by wait for it for the spoiler alert red flags Bevan had been holding that joke in for forever it felt like it was so good it was so good she waited till just after the date to say it though it was amazing (laughs) 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 yeah Sorry. It also had a little heart for them. They yeah. just sat in a little heart. A lot of campfires. There's the fireplace behind Matt's mom when they talked with her too. It's cold there, I guess. Another thing I, I wrote down uh, was um, this quote from Elise. They have the same legs, which was great. <laughs> uh, which Elise did explain that like the same proportion so that when they walk, their stride like becomes in sync and stuff so that's something you can look out for when you're you know trying to find your mate is look for someone who has the same legs as you 100 percent. well they also say that's like body language when you're like in sync like you know when you're like running or walking with someone and your stride goes together it's like you're in sync together like they just like they look like when they're standing they're just exact same stride and you're like you can't tell it's just like one set of legs it's amazing go back and watch it's great yeah (laughs) and when did like did things start going downhill at night or was it what was your conversation on the couch was it just kind of bland or did it feel off then I can't even remember I I think it fell off because didn't we say I think Chris and I were saying that um they he his body language was off and his face did not seem like he was liking even being there with her and she was like all smiley and giddy and he was just kind of almost not engaged in at all in the conversation so yeah I think he was I that's where I came up with the red flag comment because we were like this is really (laughs) weird and then I was like it's got red flags both literal (laughs) and metaphorical red flags so yeah I think he was um I don't know I really think he was in his head about it and like um I don't know I just I really think that his whole family situation has thrown him for a loop right now and I can't Mm. even I can't really I'm hard well I don't want to fast forward but I think he's just in a really tough place yeah right now hey do do you guys know what the history of is of bachelors not picking anybody uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Brian Ben. Brian, uh, Brad Womack. Brad. Yes. Brad Womack. Brad Womack. He didn't pick the first time. Two, and then the second time he picked Emily, but they broke up like right away. Yes. I think and he's the only bachelor. Bachelorette. Yeah. Yes. Emily. You know, she has like five kids with someone else. But they, uh, but, I saw it in a restaurant in Charlotte. That's right. Forget which episode we talked about that. I know. <laughs> but having lunch with her, <laughs> like I know you. 
Um, I think he's the only one that has had two seasons of The Bachelor too. Like he would be the only one that was asked to come back. Right. Like he didn't choose anyone in there. Like bring him back. Right. <laughs> he did say that he just picked Emily because he needed to pick somebody, and he wasn't gonna pick. He wasn't gonna not be pick someone. Wow. Again, he liked her a lot, but he was like, "This is not gonna work," kind of a deal. <laughs> but he couldn't be the guy who twice didn't pick anyone. <laughs> yeah, no way. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, I think I've already said this in a previous one. Juan Pablo, too. Juan Pablo did not get engaged. Oh, yeah. There's a few. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised how many there were whenever you brought this up before. Elise. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I was surprised there had been anyone. And then, yeah, that there's been multiple. Yeah. Well, Nick Vile. I always say Vial because I like saying Vial. But uh, he, he, I said this before, but he he basically was like on his podcast. He was like, "Yeah, it's like you know." He was the bachelor for a hot sack, and he he was like, "Yeah, it's like you get like a a buffet of like, but this is like your only choices. It's not like you get to choose what the buffet is going to be. So this is your options to choose from, and like you know, sometimes right. it works and sometimes it doesn't." Yeah, and most of the stuff in that buffet is there just because it looks good and it smells good. Whatever, <laughs> it's spoiled inside. You know? And some of it literally to just create drama as well. Right. And so that Chris cuts the numbers. Chris out. Willis coming in hot. I love that Robert's background is still John. Like John's best man, Matt's great, bro- man. brother. Yeah, bringing the hard questions, getting Bring down to it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He or maybe lovely. he's. I mean, maybe he's the cause of Michelle not being uh, with us anymore on the show because he. he no, shook, he shook no. them. No, it was his mom that shook him. His mom was like, "Love yeah. and emotions fade," and he was like, "Oh, <laughs> they do." <laughs> he was like oh this is a painful place and then it's just yeah poor thing do you guys think that his mom should have said that do you i mean no yeah i'm thinking the same thing it's like i think she she should i don't i don't know i think there are certain things that you realize that have happened to you and there are certain things that you need to let your son experience on his own don't be like saying that stuff or that's a hard call to know when to say something like that when you know especially if you know it will really hit them hard you know it's like am I going to regret you know either saying it or am I going to regret not saying it when I think it's what he needed to hear or whatever like well that's a hard call I think she doesn't I don't even know if she knows how much it's affected him like I feel like she said it kind of offhand at least yeah. that's how the editing looked at it was just kind of offhand like comment and then I think it just like like we had said earlier it took him back to like talking about his dad and like all the things he grew up with and he was like whoa like pump like it just he he it was I don't think it was meant like you know it was just kind of offhand and he was like oh but um yeah I don't know but I think I also think that he, this has been his problem for a long time, right? Like he is a very attractive man. He is 20, what, 29 years old. 
was I think on a he's had a birthday. Like, was in a college at a very good university on a football team. He's friends with Tyler Cameron, who was also a football guy who's got girls around him all the time. Like, he's been carrying this crap around, not to be like, you know, social worky, but he's been carrying this crap around for a long time. <laughs> and yes. you know if not for nothing this show maybe he has to work on it now and figure out what the hell's going on but um I mean a guy like that does not he does not need to be single you know what I'm you know what I mean yeah like, not that you yeah. have to be attractive to you know whatever but nobody has a lot of things going it. for him things that he could it's provide in life. a right. relationship it's not for lack of yeah. options in other words exactly. right yeah yeah it's like yeah that no a hundred percent i yeah it's like he has he has all these great things going for him that he could you know contribute into a relationship and opportunities or people and yeah, yeah. I, no i i see what you're saying yeah. um yeah i wish i wish like maybe like chris harrison would have like given him a little like hope yeah like, yeah yeah, I was saying yeah. the same thing. Yeah, I was just thinking, what is Chris Harrison's purpose here? I mean, what what is he supposed to be? Why do people keep calling him? I mean, <laughs> what, what is he supposed to be doing? I mean, I, I mean, especially in situations like this where it's about when it's so important. I mean, it doesn't seem like he really does anything. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like in the past seasons I've watched, he's felt more helpful in his one-on-one -on -one talks with them. Um, I mean, he, I guess he's always sort of just a sounding board or something, but it, it did feel a bit more like dour and, and a downer um, these, these last few conversations with him. Right. Yeah. And, not, and not asking him, like Chris was saying, like, why is he not asking him the tough questions that someone else should be asking him? I feel like in the past he might have said it, but this time he didn't really push him. So I don't yeah. I wonder what that was going on behind the scenes. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. Or like, or like, say, yeah, exactly. Ask deeper questions and say, like, I think maybe he was, yeah, just ask more questions or, um, or also just be like, well, I mean, just because that was like your mom and dad's experience doesn't mean that that's going to be your experience or someone right. else's experience. There's all these different, it, you know family dynamics and experiences of love and and some people don't fall out of love and like that could be it for you guys like you can't predict the future you don't know like just because that 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 really hard thing happened to you and yes that is really heavy and like you've been carrying that for a while like that's hard and but you know it doesn't it doesn't mean it has to affect like this relationship you know um or it could be something good you don't know so like, but nothing he didn't give him nothing <laughs> right i mean so this is my first time watching this show and i keep i keep making this analogy of the cigarette companies and the alcohol companies where they mm -hmm. offer this cool product that looks cool and and all that but but they don't you know they're not going to give you like the support you know to like uh to maybe uh do it um, you know, to quit smoking or to, or to drink responsibly. They don't care. They're just selling their product. And I feel like that's what this bachelor show is. <laughs> like, Chris, they, Chris is out. Season's been great guys. Signing off. Because all they care about, I mean, they should, yeah, she, uh, Bevan's right. They should have a therapist there 
or I think they're supposed to for him to like talk to yeah. you know but they don't care you know I mean yeah. in the past it has genuinely felt more like and once again it's editing and it's acting or whatever you want to call it but it has felt more uh, like Chris Harrison was actually like on their side and really trying to help them find love. Um, I don't know. It, it felt this season has felt less like that. It just hasn't come across as strongly, at least with Chris Harrison for some reason. Yeah. And we're not getting a lot of info about people. It's just kind of generalizations or I don't know things. I don't really remember a ton about everyone, but I think in Colton, I think there was a podcast it was like, I think Eric and Megan had said, Eric had sent it um, to me and it was the Colton interview. And I feel like on that is maybe that's where I'm getting it, where it was like, he was like, oh, I'll talk to the therapist. Cause like, whatever I say to the therapist can't be told back to the producers. So I think they do have someone on there. But, yeah. And they probably hate, oh. yeah, they probably hate them talking to the therapist because they want all that juicy stuff to be told on yeah. air, not, not to the therapist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, so I feel like we, I mean, we haven't really talked about the fact that, I mean, Michelle's gone. Like he, you know, he had that uh, awful conversation with her where, you know, it started out positive and then it turned into the breakup conversation very abruptly. And um, yeah, she she had bought t-shirts that say Mrs. James. Um, jerseys, yeah, that jerseys. shit's expensive. Yeah, yeah that, was, that, was, that was rough. Breaking man. And so one thing I wanted to bring up is, um, Elise, you brought up how there is, uh, and you and Bevan were both saying there's a track record of on The Bachelor, them getting down to like two people or something and choosing the, the attraction over substance, basically. Is that what y'all are saying? That that's happened? Yeah, I didn't say substance. I would, I would say like a... Like, it feels like more of a fit, like a healthy kind of relationship where it's like, oh, you see that lasting. And then, and then in the other, on the other side with the bachelorette, (laughs) there's a really weird pattern of the, the guy that she's like obsessed with the, the attraction (laughs) one, he checks himself out and leaves. That was, (laughs) can you you roll out, uh, can you uh, roll off some um, examples of that again? Because that was really funny that that's, that's a weird pattern. Yes, Allie season. She, uh, Allie used to work at Facebook and she, uh, she really liked the guy with the glasses. I forgot his name. Um, but he left. Um, she was like obsessed with him. He left. Um, oh, it happened to, um, Becca, who, um, she ended up marrying the, the Chris, the guy that she chose. But there was another guy that she really liked. And then he left. Um, not Becca Kufrin, the, uh, another Becca. And, um, and she really liked him and he left. And then there was, you said oh, Tasha and Brendan. Yep. Tasha like and Brendan. Tasha really liked Brendan. They like mm-hmm. connected on the whole, like young divorced. Um, and, and yeah. And then he was like, no, I gotta go. <laughs> and then he, he was like, I got to sow some seeds. And she, she's like, okay. Um, His was a little different. Because he was divorced, remember? Yeah, right, right. I, yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, I think that he was still, like, trying to, he was still, like, in divorce mode. Like, I need to heal from this. Yes, right. yes, right, heal. And then, and, uh, and then there was, um, oh, was it 
Oh, I forgot her name. I'm drawing a blank. I said it earlier. Amy? No. What? Who? Oh, Allie? No, Allie. And then there, there was another one. And she like really liked the singer guy. Oh, it was Ashley. Um, JP and Ashley. Yeah, she really liked the singer guy. And then like he was totally playing her. And then like he left. Uh, yeah, it's just they are like, they, you can tell they really are obsessed with one. And then that's the guy that's just like, oh, I, I miss my old girlfriend or I don't want to be here. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just a shame what happened to Michelle. I mean, she she just seemed like someone that was ready to go, you know, but he wasn't, you know, and, and uh, yeah. That was I mean, hard question, to watch. The big question is, like, what the heck is going to happen with Rachel now? And, and, man, in the preview, it barely showed anything about that. It, act, it, it acted like they acted like they had any – they barely had any footage they could show because it would give it away. Like, honestly, it made me think that he's going to send Rachel home too because there was so little. I'm not sure he even showed her standing waiting for him to drive up sort of thing, you know? So She said but, she said he didn't want to see her. But I meant for, I, I was, well, yeah, I guess it depends what. Yeah, I see what you're saying. They've never shown a, a rose ceremony. Like, mm-hmm. usually they cut uh, to, like, yeah. standing. Her, there yeah right right yeah that, right. Show, yeah yeah no, the, the yeah the thing about uh he didn't want to see me tonight i was assuming well i'm wondering if does he cancel the date with her or is that what you're thinking like maybe they yeah. do the first half of the date and then he doesn't want to or something i don't know yeah. man i don't think they even do the date wow yeah i mean how, how can you put a timeline on this stuff you know it's like you, you gotta let people figure the stuff out and the the show is like, no, you got to do it according to this schedule and this schedule. It's yeah. like, this is my life here, man. Again, stop being so what reasonable, a, Chris. What a newbie. It really bothers what a me. I don't, I don't remember. If, I, I don't know if I said this during um, when they were visiting uh, their, the, the ladies' hometowns, but it is so funny. They always have this conversation afterwards, like when it's him and the parents where it's like, they both just have to record, they both have to acknowledge that this situation is entirely insane. Like this is insane. <laughs> like not only is it compressed, but there are two other women you say you're in love with. We're, we just have to admit that this insane is insane and then we'll talk through it. But it's like, it's, yeah, it's insane. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was, this was an abrupt at like, abrupt end like it to 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 the final two like I feel like it was just like he 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 did it so quickly at like uh when he went to visit her after their repelling date so yeah yeah felt quick all right well let's see what happens with uh Rachel yeah Okay, we we paused it right before the climactic scene. Matt just said, meet me at the lake. Um, I want to know y'all's predictions. I unfortunately know uh, I accidentally got spoiled a second ago by skipping ahead to get the after show ready. Uh, I was, yeah, I was being dumb. Anyway, um, yeah, what do y'all think? I think he proposes. Me too. I don't Yay, think- David! Yay. <laughs> Lisa and I are always right. Always right. <laughs> I don't, I don't Except 
when we're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But we don't count those times really. Exactly. (laughs) Man, there is strong Bevan and Elise chemistry tonight. (laughs) Y'all are rolling. Rolling. (laughs) We both said Michelle's going to be in the next Bachelorette too. Which uh, you didn't say that on air, Elise. Uh, So Michelle and Katie were announced, right? Yeah, I saw yeah. it. On, I googled it. So, spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, but Chris, you didn't. You didn't get your say. You. You. So you think he does not propose? I don't think he proposes. No, I think. Keeping it lively. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just think he's lost, man. I don't know. I don't think he does. All Thanks. right, let's get back to it and find out. Oh. No, go okay, on. I, oh. I just started it back. Elise, sorry, you were about to say something. Well, he was picking out rings and we were we were chatting. He Neil Neil Lane came in and the and uh he was a bit of a downer, like you said, about about him as he's looking at rings and picking it out. And then he kind of like really showed off that little uh pear-shaped diamond he was like oh this is the one my mom has and to to <laughs> that and i was like well are, is your mom still together with with your dad neil lane because i'd like to know if he should choose that ring <laughs> exactly yeah just somehow maybe it's just because matt is already in a bad mood but everything just feels like a downer now downer. Uh, i was saying it feels like matt is just like putting off a like this engagement is like him putting off a homework assignment or something. It just like, yes! it just, everything just feels down and negative. And of course, you know, that's always like editing and stuff too. But um, uh, one other thing I wrote down um, now that we're talking is uh, yeah. When Rachel got the news that the date was canceled, she was like almost oddly smiling a little bit. Yeah, like, weird. I don't know. It, it was just, it was kind of weird. Yeah. It, it was a weird reaction. And then she was just, I mean, I know they have to make her wait, but it was like very like, like obviously placed. Like she was in a yeah. robe and she came out and then like set her coffee cup down and then got up and then sat down set her coffee cup down and then got up. <laughs> like it was just, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's get back to yeah. it. See what happens. Boom. So before uh, we say anything else, um, a lot of us are great at <laughs> predictions, but there's something we're <laughs> terrible about as a group. And that is saying that we have predictions. No, no, saying that we've learned <laughs> what happens for sure. And somehow being wrong about that, because at least that <laughs> happened to you earlier in the season. I can't remember what it was, but you were like, I already know who goes home. And your friend had texted you. Do you remember this? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and you were like, oh, I know it's this person goes home or whatever. And then it was wrong somehow. Somehow It was wrong. <laughs> she had the wrong name. She had the wrong name of the person. It was oh, Jacenia goes home, but she said Brie. And then I was like, oh, I already know. I can't guess. And then it was like, Brie stayed. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> well, a similar thing just happened to me because I thought he was going to propose to her because when I pulled up the After the Final Rose for DVR, <laughs> Like I, first of all, I have a <laughs> terrible history of like spoilers. I just, everything gets spoiled for me somehow. But so I was just trying to start from the beginning of after the final rose and then hit pause. And literally the single frame that it started on was the very end of the bachelor where they're holding each other and she has the rose and they're smiling, oh, like hugging. Oh, and I'm like, oh, oh, now I know, you know. So good. 
Yeah. Oh. But anyway, so so he but, Juan Pablo did. Is that that's what we're Juan Pablo did. Explain did. this for the yep. initiated. I, I need yep, to. Nikki the nurse. She. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he what? was like, I just want to date you, and yeah, want a girlfriend. Yeah. And she was like, okay. Um, that's so funny. My dad, I feel like this last week we were talking, he's watching. And no he was like, he's that's like, I don't think he chooses anyone. And oh, <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it started Runs to look like it was going that way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And then and then whoosh, whoosh. yeah. So yeah. Him to pick his picks the first week next. Yeah, time. right. Yeah, I mean, I guess he technically chose Rachel. Well, just didn't propose. Okay, that's that's my favorite thing about this. Uh, when I was when we we're recording, I said, uh, or when we we're watching, that it feels like a tie in sports where like no one's happy. And so <laughs> I love it. Like, like even the music that starts playing when he says, "Like, will you be my girlfriend?" Basically, even the music is like not quite totally happy, but not a downer either. It's like, Yay, yeah, I guess. it's like it reminds me when you're like watching a football game and one team runs the ball for like three yards and then gets tackled, and like both sides kind of clap it's like yeah <laughs> that's good like no no one's sure who who won won in that situation so that, that was that was that was my feeling of what we just watched that's funny. i don't feel too disappointed <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah but uh congrats to chris saying that he wasn't going to propose. Oh, yeah. Well done. Chris Willis. <laughs> Chris Willis. Our Chris. Our Chris for the win. We go, Chris. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I think really good for him for not proposing, but yeah. like also <laughs> I don't think this is going to work out. Yeah. You know? Oh, we say that again, Bevan. What? I just don't think that he was very confident that they were gonna work out in the end, and I think they uh, broken up. I'm not really sure. Um, yeah, that's. I get that feeling. But I, I'm like, can you just be honest with her and be like, you know, this has been fun. I'm just not feeling it. Mm. I don't know. I just. I feel like they're they're just in for. Maybe they'll have some fun for a week, get them a colon, and then call it a day. <laughs> yeah i felt so bad for nima colin and all the set producers that made that beautiful like proposal area that's the nicest proposal area they've had like it had a little gate made of wood into this wooden structure like it was so romantic they had a campfire or fireplace in the background and lanterns it was like gorgeous like this little platform uh or like nook kind of thing but i felt bad because it was like no, McCullen was like, we housed you for six weeks and you <laughs> didn't propose. <laughs> Elise and I were also commenting on uh, her gorgeous dress and earrings too. We're both yes. big fans of that. So uh, Katie, our, our friend Katie, uh, let us know if you, you liked it as well, since you're, you're the fashion expert for us. Yes. Yes. Fashion correspondent. Yeah. <laughs> Dedicated fashion correspondent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to 
Well, I guess what you were saying, Bevan, um, like, um, I mean, I guess like if he genuinely wants to date her, then, I mean, I, I, I see what you're saying if he really isn't interested. I guess it becomes a little bit of that thing where it's like when the guy proposes to his girlfriend uh, at halftime at an NBA game and it's like, just say yeah. yes and then privately tell him later no. <laughs> you yes. know? It's like, maybe <laughs> yes. it's a little bit of that element, you know? I guess, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I always say too. I'm like, just, just, yeah, do it, and then, yeah. and then later, be <laughs> like, yeah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna marry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What happens to Nima Colin stays in Nima Colin. Okay, that's, that's right. This that's, is this yeah. how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I don't. She's not. She's also so gloomy too. She's like gloom and doom. When I mean, I get it. Like he skipped out on their date, so she's probably like, he's gonna break up with me, but. Yeah, it was just cool. Do y'all think she's being real? Like, do you, or do you think she's just playing the game here for Instagram? I don't know. What did you say, Chris? She they both didn't didn't want to get engaged. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I I hold out. I I don't know if I'm committed to this opinion, but I I hold out hope that she. I I do think she might be that type of person that that comes across very private and hard to read. Um, and that like her little speech at the end, um, it's tempting to say it's just all, you know, fake. It was just hundred percent pre-planned with no heart in it, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just the forever eternal optimist, uh, that I feel like, I feel like actually a lot of that was coming from her heart, you know, even if it, even if it's naive or something, maybe she's young and, um, I'm not saying that, you know, that that's not true, but I don't know. I, mean, I think they've. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Lisa. Go ahead. Oh, I no. Uh, well, I think they have chemistry. Um, she did say a line that has been used before in another season, which I don't know if she did this like just subconsciously, but it was like, "I want I I would choose you every day," and that was like a big uh, okay. line in I forget which season it was. Uh, it was recent, but it was like, "I want to feel chosen every single day," and that line has popped up like once. I think that again. Was who wasn't that Hannah? I, okay, Hannah Brown I think popped into my head, but it was it was on it was someone else used that. I think it maybe was Hannah Brown was first, and then there was another season where another girl was like sent home, and she also said that line. So yeah, I feel, and because it was like a very impactful line in one of the seasons, and I don't know if people are just subconsciously like picking up, up on it and saying it without knowing, but I noticed. I was like, ah, I see you. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. It because it, it was it was a good line, but that it's it's cropped up. This is I feel like she's heard it. So the not to say that she's sloppy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not to say she doesn't mean it, but it was definitely yeah. You know one thing we should always watch out for is if there's ever another writer strike in Hollywood, does the bachelor halt because that's a bad sign <laughs> if the bachelor stops <laughs> when the writers go on strike <laughs> noted <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think they have chemistry i think they're attracted but i don't know again like a lot of things she says are kind of like like i can't find anything in it yeah, yeah. like, like it just sounds a little generic basically 
Yeah, I think, yeah. Not to say she doesn't mean it, but. Yeah. Yeah, what were you going to say, Chris, before I so rudely interrupted you? It's okay. I mean, I was just sitting here (laughs) trying to think about, like, wrapping up the whole season, and I was just thinking how he kept using this language to, like, justify his feelings, like, to justify his seriousness about how he felt about women, about certain women. Like he would say, I love them or I love you. And they would say the same, I love you. And then he would say, I can picture us having kids together. I can picture us getting married. I can picture you as my wife. And it's like, I don't, you know, I think, I think he said those things just to try to justify, um, you know, or what, what, what he should have been feeling, whether or not he was feeling it or not. Because I feel like in this last part, this last thing, so he had just said he doesn't want to marry her. But then in the next conversation, he's like, but I can still picture us having kids together. I can still picture us getting married. I'm like, dude, well, obviously you can't picture you picture her as your wife or you having kids together because you just said you don't want to marry her. So it's like, I just feel like, and I was telling her, I felt like it's like a young thing because it's like, they feel like that's what that means having you know having kids and getting married and saying i love you oh that's that means that that you know that you feel some that you know that's like the ultimate thing that's what you're supposed to do you know so like that he they were just kind of throwing it around he was throwing it around the whole season and i just felt like it was stupid for him to throw it around again this during this whole ceremony where he said he didn't want to marry her but he still wanted to have kids with her so stupid so she doesn't get the ring right i know yeah she gets the rose but not the ring i just see the ring can i just try it on i just want to let what did you pick out like let me can Can i I just have like 24 hours with it yeah can i just hold it bring that back with us bring that back i'll just get out is there like a promise ring? Is that yeah. a thing? Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just put it on this hand. Yeah. I'll put it on this hand. Can I put it on we, this hand? We can trade like a championship <laughs> ring, you know, yeah. for for yeah. the bachelor. You know, just like a participation trophy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, Chris. Oh, like you just watched a whole season of The Bachelor. How That's how impressive. do you sum it up? How do you sum it up? Well. Well done. I mean, it, it's a good show, but it, it just makes me realize it's a show. You know, it's it's entertainment, and I mean, I just, I mean, it's it's fun, but I mean, I I don't have faith in the process at all. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, oh no, you're not disillusioned. You're no, not like in in not, awe and know uh, that this is going to happen next time. No, I don't have any faith in the process. <laughs> Dang it. If this was like a dating company, I would not make me want to like pay them to match me with somebody. (laughs) Oh, Bevan, go ahead, Elise. I had a question too. This is, well, now I'm backtracking a a little bit, a lot of it, but um, um, RIP Michelle, but she, uh, but like she's a, a teacher, right? And so, like, how does she get? the time off to be able to do the show for like six weeks because she obviously made it pretty far out of quarantine and stuff like that so like how I'm wondering if she had to like get quit but then she got to see all her student well I guess most of her students maybe they're probably online sorry Elise yeah 
like, wonder if they're not online and they have a co-teacher teaching them maybe oh oh yeah we made the joke that maybe she was uh teaching from, from the hotel room <laughs> yeah she's <laughs> like we're remote right now because covid so <laughs> log in children <laughs> yeah, I know. That would be so funny. oh yeah and then yeah, yeah the robert made the joke about her like crying after the day like it's okay we'll be <laughs> we'll be all right, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> open lesson three <laughs> 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 so i wanted to ask um bevan and elise how does this season stack up to others in the past like where would you put it on a scale of one to ten ten being the best season ever you know for the bachelor or um yeah let's say for the bachelor oh that's a good question um yeah i Okay, okay. That's how I feel too. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. This is why I asked because I feel like we're coming off of Tasha's season. Oh, yes. She so was probably one of my favorites to watch. Mm-hmm. The of contestants, all. yes. Yes. The contestants Me too. My favorite. And, um, oh, we got to plug it. Um, Sorry, we're losing battery. No, it's the, okay. the contestants were my favorite on Tasha's season. Yeah. And, um, and Tasha, she's and so Tasha lovely. Was so good. Yes. So bright, so, joyous. Um, I wanted um, just the best for everyone on the whole show last yeah. season. This season, I did not like the girls. And yeah. I think Matt James is probably like doing some great stuff in the world, but I really didn't love watching his process. So again, I don't know if it was comparatively, like I just was like so amped off of Tasha's season. Yeah. That we could have such a good bachelor. Um, but I so I'm gonna go with like a three or a four. Ouch. Brutal. I know. <laughs> sorry Matt sorry Matt come on our podcast <laughs> oh man ditto to what Bevan said aside from the rating I Elise <laughs> is too nice she's gonna rate it higher yeah, what would be your rating then oh oh gosh maybe oh I mean, I know it. <laughs> <laughs> My nice rating. No, I, well, because we got to do the podcast this season. That's been lovely. So that That's shifts. Awesome. Yeah. That shifts my my feelings on it. I don't have a number in mind. That's fair. Yeah. I, I don't I, know. I I had the same sentiments as Bevan though. It was Tasha. She ended with a cardboard cutout taxi of them going off into the sunset. And it was like, that was amazing. So makeshift, like Hollywood, lovely. It was like, she had like literally all her dates were on scooters. Like that's all she did. And like one horse, like it was like, that was her dates. And it was the best season. And she got like half the men, half the time. And it was the best season of all time. Like, (laughs) yes. I I hate to say it, but I feel like Chris, our Chris would have a pretty 
drastically different view of the show if we had been watching Tasha's season instead yes. of yes. Matt's I season. I he's like just like the proposal. I remember we all said that like the proposal was Zach was like one of the most genuine ones yes. we'd ever seen. You know. Yes. I mean, it, no one would say, "Oh, that was just acting and scripted." It just felt a hundred percent genuine. I. Th- I think I transcribed it because I was like, this is amazing and I need to know everything that they said and I need to reread it. That's and awesome. uh, I think I definitely did that uh, after the Thunder Rose blog. Uh- <laughs> yes. we, we need to plug your show Shameless more, your, plug. your blog more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I agree. It was, it was, it was the best. It was just like a, and she just like was so open and like ready and like it we came through, like it was so fun yeah. and all the people like, opened up and had a good time and they had like literally nothing like they had no big trips no production except yeah. for the sets for the hometowns I loved that that was great yeah yeah and then they and bookended it with the taxi it's fabulous and you, yeah speaking of like the the mean girls and stuff like um yeah. picturing the drama on Tasha season like it's so mild compared to what we had in this. Yeah. Like with like Bennett, Bennett was like the worst thing. You know, there was there was the it. earlier guy. There was that guy that like Noah yelled at her. Is oh um yeah. There's the Noah thing too. But but even the Noah thing, it was like I don't know. It was, it was almost funny. more funny and entertaining. Yeah, yeah. It just oh my gosh. Yeah, way more enjoyable to watch than the the Mean Girls that yeah. we we saw this season. Uh, yeah, it, they're like. 38 of them and they were just so young and catty and mean at least what we got to see yeah and then matt james i hate to say it but it started giving me some chris souls vibes as far as just being a little bit of a shell of a person that you can't Mm -hmm. i don't know it just it, it wasn't well actually it's gosh i'm tempted to say it was kind of worse than chris souls because even though chris Chris's personality was very robotic, but if, if my memory serves me, he was actually very emotional. Like, I think he cried a lot. Um, and, but he, his personality was just so stiff. I don't know how well y'all even remember that, but it was my first season watching The Bachelor back in like 2014 or whatever. Uh, everyone remembers their first time. And um, so, uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, in some ways it was actually, Matt was even, less interesting to watch in some ways because he was robotic but also not emotional either most of the time but um yeah man I hate to be such a hater but I mean I still I still I mean I still had a blast and there's still I mean still a lot of amazing women on there and I respect the heck out of Matt I mean I he seems like a really solid dude but it just it was it was a rough season I I would say yeah yeah rough yeah yeah I would, yeah, I would say rough, especially that they brought his dad on too. And that really just didn't leave me feeling good. Uh, I just didn't feel like that was uh, appropriate. It became or, such a focal point. It's yeah. like after that, it was referenced so many times. I was mostly Matt referencing it, but it, it, yeah. I just thought it was like a turning point, you know, in the show kind of. Yeah, yeah I feel like they could have talked about it, you know, and like like they did in the beginning and then and and just not had all that like kind of things I think that should have been done off camera like they did on camera and I just uh it was hard hard to watch I just felt for him um and he had 
all those girls like this. So I just, there were a lot of elements to it that I wasn't super stoked on. It's almost like his, he was a little bit of a shaky foundation. And then when they brought the, yeah, it's like it pretty much crumbled whatever little foundation he had. Yeah. 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 It's tough. So yeah, I don't know. Um, should we get I'd give to it the... a seven? I'll give it a oh, seven. Oh, there we go. Nice. Yeah. That's wow. very generous. Yeah. I love you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're still playing that card. You're still hoping. <laughs> <laughs> or at least the cameras are always on, you know? She's, always ready. <laughs> she's preparing herself. Uh, yeah. I love you, Pilot P. <laughs> <laughs> and Tyler Cameron. <laughs> okay do i get my 50 dollars yeah so here are the contest (laughs) results i will remind bevan one more time that the winnings are for the listeners um (laughs) oh bevan i should mention one other thing is um so this was like a google form that we all did um our (laughs) listeners will remember um bevan couldn't remember her google password uh she also couldn't remember her recovery account (laughs) password so during i think either during an episode or right before an episode she had me type in her bracket okay so um so you mistyped it. Well, I had, to put in, a winner. I, I had to put in a Venmo account for her line. And for some reason, I typed in Robert L. White. Uh, <laughs> for the Venmo, so. I knew I it. I needed to change my Venmo account on <laughs> the thing. So, I mean, yeah, if you're the winner, that's where else in the money, I guess. But um, so uh, let's get to it. All right. So what I what what i did is before this episode since there's only two people left i just ran the numbers both ways you know so i would have them ready um and let's start with hmm, i'm trying to think how i want to do this um i'll i'll do (laughs) yeah I'll, i'll just go go for it um the winner uh overall you're doing the winner first yeah, do the winner, do the winner, do the winner. I'm just do the winner, and then we'll, yeah, there aren't that many of us. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna just do the winner, and then we'll break it down. Like, winner overall. No, it didn't matter if Rachel won or Michelle won. This person uh, was a winner of our bracket. Um, and it was a Boston Bachelor bestie. A bestie beat everyone. So, a listener did not win overall, a bestie did. So Robert and that says person, $50. That's gotta be, that's gotta be Robert. Listen that up. person is, this lead up. This lead up is ridiculous. Bevan, Bevan Culver. Yes. Oh. I got really excited. Oh. Bevan is so good at brackets. She's yeah, so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. She won yeah, the yeah. last one too that we did $50. with our guest the rose. She's so good. It's fake. I know, but I still won $50. Yay. We're going to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time since March. We're ordering dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm so proud. Well done, Bevan. Uh, Well-deserved win. You had 26 points. This is what's amazing is you got (laughs) a lot like right in line. Like you got- um, Amazing. um, So the funny thing is your first two are both 
off. But you you had Michelle as number one, which was close. Obviously, she right. came in second. So you had Michelle, you had Brie, yeah. and then Rachel. So Rachel was key right. for third to get those points. And then this was hard. You nailed four and five. You got Serena P for four and Piper for five. Right. Uh, because right. that four and yeah. fifth one is, is harder because like you tend to have a stronger feeling for like the winner, you know? But then, um, so good job nailing that four and five. Yeah. Um, out of the besties, by the way, the listener winner is coming up who will get the money. Right. Um, uh, <laughs> but- uh, Feel free to send me the money, listener. Feel free. I'll send you my back <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> coming in second- is Elise Covey. Ladies night, ladies night. (laughs) Bevan and I, we're like this, we're like this. So close, (laughs) so close, so close. Our brains. Yep. (laughs) With 22 points, so well done. Oh, that's great. You're so sweet. (laughs) 22, that's good. Um, And uh, yeah, you had Serena P as your winner, um, but uh, that, that didn't break you. You, you, you stuck in there. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, I mean, connection. Yeah. Spark. <laughs> she was a front runner. Um, and then um, third place is Chris Sanborn. <laughs> oh, they're hugging. Uh, with his uh, genius pick of Alana for second place, <laughs> yes! uh, which miraculously didn't take him out. Um, so, well done. Miraculous. So I, um, I beat you, Robert? And then in, oh! coming up in the rear, dead oh, last, no. is Robert, who was the only bestie, the only bestie who had the correct top two, by the way. I had him oh, in the wrong hey. I had him in the wrong order, but I, I'm the only one that had the correct uh, I had Michelle and Rachel, uh, and yet my Abigail Piper Heather lineup after that doomed oh, me. Killed you, um, huh? brutal. I had seventeen points. So Bevan at twenty six, Elise twenty two, Chris nineteen, me seventeen. I was Ooh. pretty much just last overall, even with listeners. I did absolutely terrible. Um, <laughs> the one given the money. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, <laughs> hey guys, I I was not um, rigging it for me. Clearly. Um, by the way, so Bevan had twenty six points. Our top listener had twenty five and almost <gasps> beat Bevan. So uh, our top listener was actually second overall after Bevan, and that is my cousin Cabri Marchman. So, Cabri. <laughs> no. I know. I knew you guys were you gonna say that. Send that money to her. <laughs> yeah, and K- Caper was a late entry. I was like texting her. I was like, "Hey, are you gonna enter?" And she was like, "Oh, I just did at like um, seven thirty that night." So that's um, amazing. She did a really good job. She had oh, she had the actual correct top two: uh, Rachel for number one, Michelle for number two. Uh, she had Serena P for three, um, uh, and see? then and then Chelsea and Bree. Um, so. Good wow. job there. The other people, one other person got the exact top two correct, which was Sam McMorris. Got oh, Rachel yeah! and Michelle. Sammy Sweets. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, nice. Sammy Sweets. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. So let me read through. Okay. So 25, that's Cabri. Next up is uh, my friend Lexi Frey. She had 24 points. Good job. Ooh, our so, first podcast. Yeah, so Lexi was um, third overall. So great job, Lexi. Great um, job, Lexi. Woo. And then 
after that. This is not in order, so I'm trying to figure this out on the fly. Then I think Covey is after that, um, our very own Elise. And then um, then Sammy. And then uh, Rachel. Uh, my friend Rachel had 20. And then, like I said, I'm all the way down here. And then um, <laughs> Miko. Okay. M- Miko? Is that the name? Oh, Misho. Misho. Misho had 19. Had 19 points. Nice. Also at Mish. 19 is Chris. Yeah, uh, nice. And then this idiot Robert at 17. Um, so we're just keep keep going. Uh, but um, yeah, guys, so hard. So much fun. That was so fun. Thanks everyone for entered uh, for entering the contest. Um, I hope that was fun for you all. Um, Cabri, you will receive your winnings um, very soon. So let us know how you spend that money. Buy some bachelor gear or something. You know to yes. We'll have to get. Oh, Rose we got it. Okay, Cabri's got to be a guest. Cabri's got to be a guest in uh, our next season now that she was the winner. So uh, I'll convince you. You also win a guest appearance yes. on Boston Bachelor Besties. Yay. That's the true top prize. Let's be that honest. Is- yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Bevan, great job. Seriously, you, you rocked it. Yeah. First overall. Thanks. She, yeah. She's our bracket queen. I know. I don't know how I do it. it's a gift it's a gift (laughs) (laughs) next season um we'll have to even if we do another one in the middle of the season we should do one on night one as well just because that is so insanely hard with that many people um that would be kind of fun that would be fun well katie called it our one guest she said rachel was going to be the winner oh yeah it was like good job katie episode four or something that was really early yeah so kudos katie yeah. yes well done, katie. um wow i think that's pretty much it uh we've already decided it is late and we don't have time to get into after the final rose um it's it's gonna be juicy i mean none of us have watched it but uh juicy <laughs> for both season reasons and external uh drama um and scandal so um, maybe we'll do some bonus voice memos or something. <laughs> we some Bevan and Elise and I sometimes send voice memos to each other about the season, um, <laughs> about an episode that uh, so far we have not published. But maybe we'll maybe we'll publish that at some point. <laughs> maybe we'll publish our little monologues. Um, but anyway, so wow, guys, this was awesome. Any final thoughts? Way to go, Bevan! I'm so proud. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, thanks. Oh, thanks. So are good. Also, congrats to Chris to making it through a season of The Bachelor. Oh, yeah. Woo! Hey, Chris. This was really fun. I, I wouldn't mind doing it again. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Yay. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yay. yay. He's only a little it. bit more excited than Matt seemed when he said he loved Rachel at the end. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? uh, yeah. Uh, it was really fun. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Uh, congrats to Elise for, um, you know, Pete falling in love with her. So yes. yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, pilot Pete. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, and congrats to myself for having the best Zoom backgrounds all season that's long. Zoom. I'm just going to yep. say that, you know. So. Yep. Yeah. I, my final thought is I can't wait to see you on um, Katie's season. Oh, right. Yes. You on our podcast describing from the back scenes what actually was happening. That uh, was I'm crazy. ready. 
I, I, I'm just here to find my person. I'm here for the right reasons. And, um, you want to yeah, be chosen I'm, every day. Chosen I want to be day. chosen every day. Um, you know, I just, I think I'm ready to find love finally, you know, I'm just in a good place now. So yeah. <laughs> and I think I'm just maybe starting to f- begin the feelings of falling in love with you, Katie. Yeah. Oh. Oh. You were oh. ready. Perfect <laughs> audition tape. Yeah. <laughs> Film it. Bev uh, and I already decided we're submitting it. So welcome. <laughs> love it. It's meant All to right. be. Any any last thoughts? I love Boston Bachelor Besties. Yeah. This is so fun. Such a good season. Until next season. Until next season. Listeners, thanks for uh, joining us for this ride. It's been a lot of fun. Um, And stay tuned for more content. Woo! Okay. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.